I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, welcome back to the John Bernard Waffle Hour on Waffle Wednesdays. This is episode 12. We're buzzing. 12 episodes. How is it going? 12 is the lucky number. 12 is the lucky number. For no apparent reason. Um, we're going to talk a bit about holidays to kick off the main thing, and then we finish off with the, the waffle, the Ian Dempsey breakfast show waffle game. We'll, spo- we'll, we'll talk about what, <clears throat> what like, I suppose we, we, we'll do it like a proper start off. We'll like, talk about last week. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just telling people what's coming to keep their... To that know. is true. Yeah. You have to do that. Can I keep them keep them like a like a fishing line? Yes. Oh, yeah. ho- hook them in straight away. But, in the uh, podcast world we call that the hook. The hook. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah, the hook. So, yeah. Podcast uh, college top that. We're uh, I'm I'm uh, setting the the five answers today and you're answering them later on. Oh pressure. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Uh, I won't lie, you have me keeping count. I'm not sure what the scores. <laughs> I think I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that <laughs> yes um what will we do yes oh yes the email if anybody would like to send us an email but some people have done some people have also sent us thing on instagram which is nice it's always nice to hear uh, things back from people but uh yeah so the email is the jb waffleauer at gmail.com and instagram is the jb waffleauer podcast slightly different i don't know why i don't know ah, um, keep that thing so um yeah weekend good john yeah jay dogs yeah, in the house was what's going non, on. non-eventful non-eventful oh yeah i finished my shed on saturday oh congratulations i've seen the photos it looks very well it yeah, looks the, very well the shed now has a, has a roof which i feel is kind of important for sheds it, it it's the thing that makes it different um if you don't put a roof on it it's just walls what would you call it it's just four walls yeah a wall what area purpose would it have? it's just a would you call it a pen a walled pen? Yeah, you could do. If, but, it, uh, if I had no roof. Yeah, well, I already have the pen beside it with the, the sides and the gates. So it's yeah, but it ad- is interesting. Like it's, it's amazing a roof can transform a space, a something. You know? Yeah, it's like we're, it's we're, four, we're, four, four walls. You nearly turned into was it? Ke- Kevin McLeod there, or Kevin Cloud, or whatever his name is, off Grand Designs. Or, uh, but, yeah, he's a big fan. Big George Clark in the amazing, amazing George's, spaces. George's amazing spaces. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm quite a fan, quite a fan. It is, it is an amazing space <laughs> now that the roof is on and you get a, a sense of what we could do yeah. in it. It's got so much potential. And is, <laughs> what, what height of it is that? Can you walk in there or is it cheap height? Uh, no, it's uh, 10 foot dropping back down to 9 foot. What kind so, of sheep are you going to put in there? What well, kind I wa- of sheep is 10 foot high? I want to be able to walk in. <laughs> It's not about you. It's about sheep. That's about all sheep. that, all that warm air is going to be like the sheep only what three foot high. So that means there's going to be seven feet of warm air above that poor sheep. Yeah, but what if we want to like put stuff in it, like storage, <laughs> like and cheap stuff and hay? If we make hay <laughs> instead of wrapping the silage, like you know when you have, you know when you make, you know when you make hay. <laughs> yeah, when the sun shines. <laughs> No, that's it. Just in case you didn't know, you took a very. I always artistic... need to get that advice to people. You took a very artistic photo this morning in trim. I see on Instagram. I did. It was a nice. I was driving by it, and uh, I just said, "Ah, oh, look, I have to stop." So I stopped in the middle of the road, got out of the car, took a picture. Oh, you actually got out and did it, did you? <laughs> ah, no, I stopped outside. Um, 
what's that brand the the, the stud farm there on Lucky Road out on the left hand side of Scotland there. Oh, um, right. Just got out and took a picture. Looked hard well, looked hard well. Because there's oh, two yeah. pheasants as well there that were in the picture, but uh, right before I took the picture, they turned around and legged it. Oh, the the the, the, the two the two pheasants are doing well because I think the shooting finishes at the end of the month. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, they're still around. I yeah. might, I'll see if I can see them tomorrow morning. And there was a fox on the road as well. It was a very um, animally, wildlifey morning this morning. You've got a, I don't know which way the camera goes, right? But on the right side, I presume it's your right side, you have a big bit of hair just coming out, just if you want to push it down. Here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, no hassle. <laughs> I, I know it's not visual. That, that's what... People can't see it, but like that's what friends do. That's what friends, what friends do. do. You're, you're a wingman. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was thinking about, um, well, hopefully, we'll be able to go on holidays this year. Now, I know I uh, went in, in inter Ireland, in Ireland, staycation last year. Staycations, yeah, big, big trend. And the year before, to be honest. And other people obviously traveled out, but I didn't really fancy it. And plus, we weren't able to go, but it seemed like a lot of hassle though, to go to the country in the last few years. But, uh, I was just thinking about holidays and it's January, so you're looking forward to the summer and things like that. So uh, I said maybe we might say a few stories and things about holidays that we've been on. Funny. They yeah. can be funny or informative. We can go either way, whichever way you want to go. Yeah, it can go anyway. Yeah, because uh, we've all been on ones, you know, when we were kids and when we were slightly more grown up. So Yeah, well, there's obviously going to be different stories from like the lad's holiday holidays to going away with the wife or girlfriend holiday. Yes, ones. I have. I, I I wrote a bit of a list because I said I better write them down, otherwise I'm going to forget them. Hmm. I don't think we've been anywhere uh, the same. I don't think have we've we never been on holidays together. No, no, we went on your stag, but that wasn't really a holiday. True, true. Uh, probably best not to talk about that. We we'll leave that one. No, out. that's uh, that's off limits. <laughs> that's I told off. you this before the podcast. <laughs> That was in your your what's it, what famous people do the the writer or the the thing that we're not allowed to ask about that in interviews. Yes, <laughs> so my, my lawyer would have called you before this. Um, would you have as a kid? Would you have gone down the country on holidays, parents? With kids? No. What your parents like? What's what, what what's the um, first oh, what, what's the first one you remember? The first holiday, I suppose Kerry. Yeah, we used to go to Kerry a lot because we had family down there. Um. And uh, so your family, they live by the beach in Kerry. Yeah. So that's, I'd have the, my longest, my oldest memory would be down on the beach in Kerry, yeah. I and always, then like holiday on would have been like over to Manchester or something like that, because cousins over there. Oh, yeah. I think that um, I, 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 I've grown to be a little bit more impressed with how um, dad found his way around Ireland as I've been driving over the last few years. Oh, Yeah. Now, I don't think I've ever driven without a sat-nav. So I remember I bought a sat-nav when I had started driving, and it was one of them garments and big chunky yoke. Now, obviously, they're on your phone now. It's great. But, like, how, and I never remember him taking out a map. So how did he find his way around? Because, like, we would have went down to Kerry, Cork, and, like, I've been back to all these places, like uh, uh, down in Muckrus and uh, Tork Waterfall around the Ring of Kerry. Uh, across in Connemara, Clare, up in Donegal, and I've had to Google these places. But uh, mm. I've managed to find his way. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's a great skill to have. I think, I think back then there were probably less roads. Like there was one road all the way into somewhere. Like, like let's say you'd be in Tullamore, and then there'd be like the old the, the Navan Road out of Tullamore. And you're, yeah. if you go out to that road, that's it, brings you to Navan. You know what I mean? That's probably just how they got around. There's no turns, no motorways. Just that brings it, this road brings you to Navan. If you know of any towns on the way to Navan, that's where you can not turn off. That's probably why. I know the motorway is uh, very boring now. I, I think uh, the first few times I would have went to Galway, I had to drive the old way. It was it through Crockwell and is it Atray <clears throat> and what else is on that? Um, Lockeray and all that. To go through all them. That's paying the hole. <laughs> Mm, yeah, and when I was in that loan first, um, before the motorway, you had to come through a moat. No offense to moat, there's nothing in moat, but there's always a tailback. No idea. Where yeah, yeah, it's one long road, isn't it? Like one long street of yeah. cars. But like, I suppose it is the scenic road, though, isn't it? Like, you don't want to be looking at a motorway for an hour and a half, for two hours, three hours. Well, actually, hours. that's that, that's what I ended up doing yesterday. I was coming back from Limerick, and I was on my own, and I was like, I stopped into Moneygall, the Obama Plaza, for a cup of tea. 
And the sat nav mm. came back and it says, oh, if you go this way, it'll be 15 minutes quicker, even though it was cross country. So I went through Kennedy and into Tullamore. And it was just a bit more interesting when it was bright rather than sitting on the motor, especially mm. when you're on your own. Now, obviously, yeah. if you have a time limit and you need to be somewhere, obviously, you stay on the motorway because you get places quicker. Yeah. You're, you're living a dream, so you know where to be. But uh, one of the times... When it's like you're was, retired. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I still wanted to get home. I wasn't home until quarter six. I probably would have been home maybe quicker on the motorway, but uh, the sat now said six o'clock mm. on the motorway, but it said a quarter to six is the other way. So I chanced my arm and it worked out all right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, one of the times we were down, down in Kinsale, I remember that... Um, we were staying because we used to always go to caravans and stuff. And um, uh, a coin, yeah. Do you when you get into the car, have you coins in your pockets anymore? I, I usually don't, but would you believe I have coins in my pocket right now? No, no I, I hate having things in my pocket when I'm driving. And I, 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 right. I don't know why. Like, I now I don't have that much change anymore because obviously you're paying my car the whole time, but um, mm. um, whatever. Do you know those like the old trousers? Obviously, the dad wears, he doesn't wear jeans, he's not a jeans person. Uh, I don't mm. really know what you like call them. Cords or something like that, like chinos. Yeah, they're like material, like linen or something, I don't know. But yeah. uh, obviously the pockets aren't great in that, and change used to always fall out when you used to get into the car. But when we were down, you can sail, it fell, and you went to move the seat to find the coin, and the coin stuck in the runner of the seat. Oh, no. But it stuck the seat all the way back, like... <laughs> No, I, I so, couldn't move it. No, so you had to drive from back out to the caravan on, uh, with the seat right back. And like, he's not a tall man. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that's such a Bertie thing to do right there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pattern stuff. And then we got back and I had to take the whole seat out with like minimal tools that you'd have in the car and hold this and take the seat out because obviously you couldn't drive around like that. It's just funny. <laughs> Brilliant. Um. Probably one of the one of the. Oh, we, we jump forward a little bit. I'm going to be like one of those uh, the Tarantino movies. We're going to go to the past, then we're going to go a little bit more into the present, and then yeah, back into the past. And, and somehow they all connect. Uh, they probably do, <laughs> um, because it's just the way I wrote them down and I remember the things. And you think like, oh, those <clears> one, those one or two stories be really good, and then when you start thinking about them, then more stories come in. But uh, yeah. one of the one of the one of the more funny ones, I suppose, from the outside was uh, when we went to Crete. And um, uh, Nikki and JK was on, and Kieran and Adam and Astro. I can't remember where all the rest of them were on, but uh, we were literally only in the place at say five minutes. And it was uh, we we rented out these apartments, so I think there was two or three staying in all these apartments of this complex. What's it called Marnie Village or something in Crete. And uh, there was um, like a playground because obviously it's a family place as well, a bit of a playground. And for whatever reason, somebody somebody brought this American football. And we went over to the playground and we were just, you know, throwing it around or whatever. And I, and I went in. I don't know. I don't know if you know the story. Uh, no, go on ahead. No. Don't, think and, I, don't think I heard it. And um, so we were throwing it anyway. And uh, Nicky was sitting on the swing and the ball went in behind a hedge or trees or whatever. And JK went in <laughs> to get it. And um, he picked it up. And without looking like he just a big lob over the hedge, just throwing it back to where we were. Right. And, and Nicky was on the swing and it came in and like hit him right in the side of the face. Oh no. But he was wearing sunglasses, so the sunglasses broke and cut his nose. And uh, I'm pretty sure he still has a mark on the side of his nose because it was probably oh, deep enough for stitches, but you're on holidays and he didn't want to go to the hospital. Ah, uh, thing you think of, yeah. Probably split it, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. split it. And uh, I don't think he could go into the pool for like the first three or four days we were there. And I think <laughs> he, ch- he chanced it later on, I think. I can't remember. But I just... I just thought it was so because one of those things we're all looking up and we're like, geez, look how high, high, high JK through the ball, like, and it's going and going and going, and you see it head towards Nicky. Ah, he sees it, he'll turn. No, 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 he knows it. No, he didn't know it came. Yeah, <laughs> Smack him straight inside the head. <laughs> yeah. But, um, did you, when you were on lads' holidays, like, did you get into any rows or anything like that? Usually, a group of lads now get into someone, some kind of fight or something like that. Uh, no, I briefly remember that we were in this English bar in Crete, and I think Kieran started singing the Wolf Tones or some oh, Irish rebel song, and it cleared out fairly quickly. But uh, I don't remember ever getting any rows or anything. Um, yeah, I have a crazy holiday story. Though. No, have you got time? Have you got time? And now it's going to take oh, a yeah. while. Is, is, is this is this the one I like? I think this is the funny one. Isn't it? This is like the craziest event that's ever happened us <laughs> okay. the lads like ever right, and it's, it's, 
basically, right? Me, Robbie, Stephen, Tony D, uh, and that was it. We all went on. I went over to Portugal for a lad. Oh, everybody's got name dropped there. Right, again. My apologies. Um, so basically, we all went away on a lad's holiday, right? Over to uh, Portugal, played a club, played a Russia. It was called. It was like one of these big party places. Yeah. Um, for lads, and um, we were we were on our first night, I think. Yeah, the first night we were there. It was a Monday night, so we arrived on Monday morning, and we said, "Sure, we go out in the town tonight, lads." We all get. Oh, Kieran Mitchell was there as so well, one last guy. Um, so we all said we'd go uh, drinking. So we went drinking and we, were, we, we we had a good few drinks now. I think we were drinking from like three o'clock. And, and, and it was around three o'clock in the morning. We went into this last bar for a few pints. So we, had, we went into the last bar, had a few drinks. I think it was around half four. Robbie fell asleep on the bar. And then we were all like, oh man, we are wrecked. Let's just go home. So um, I think we, I think we actually drank ourselves. There's this thing, just this theory: you can drink yourself sober. You can keep on drinking all night, and then it's like you drink so much drink that you eventually just come totally normal. And you're like, is, is there shit, any, uh, is there any uh, science to back <laughs> that up? Is there? <laughs> yes, evidence oh, of I... this story. Um, <clears throat> so basically, we grab Robbie. Now Robbie's a big lad, so he was hard to carry. But um, so we we picked up Robbie off the bar, and um, he went. We, so we said we go outside um, and onto the street, right? And um, hang on one second. See you later, buddy. Sorry, little man's just after walking in. That's okay. Close that door, little man. Okay, so um, where was I? Oh yeah, so we went down the street. The four, four of us went down yeah. the street, and um, we started walking down this alleyway. And down at, down at the very middle of the alleyway, there was this gang of lads, like maybe 12 or 13 lads. And so me and Robbie said, come on, we'll go around these lads, you know, which is the normal thing to do. Stephen, yeah. natural, typical Irish lad, oh, how are you lads? Went straight through the middle, oh, how, are you? how are you getting on lads? One of them shoulders him. Stephen goes, oh, Jesus, oh, no, no, no messing now, lads. And the other, then the other lad pushes Stephen, and me and Robbie looked at him going, oh, Jesus. There's going to be trouble. So then they started hitting Stephen. Just out, like it was just a gang, gang beating. Started yeah. hitting him. So me and Robbie jumped in to try and grab Stephen out. We didn't jump in to start hammering lads. We went in to push the lads away, grab Stephen, course, and yeah. get the hell out of there. The peacemakers. Basically, then two lads turned around on me, started hitting me, and then two two or three lads started hitting Robbie. Robbie was so drunk that he was just. I remember looking over at Robbie mid while I was round with the other lads. Robbie was just standing there, getting hit left and right, and he's just. Uh, uh, it's like uh, it's, it's like that episode of uh, when Homer yeah. becomes a boxer. Basically, he was like that, and yeah. then he, I was, I don't, and then I, I just looked, then I started dealing with the two lads. But basically, <clears throat> I was only scrawny. I can still scrawny, but basically, I don't know whether they felt sorry for me or what. But they just picked me up and fucked me over a hedge down a down, and I fell down six. <laughs> Probably seven foot into this garden that was like over, over the down, wall. It was, it, yeah, it was over a wall, and then there was a huge dip. So I fell down into this strange garden with lots of trees, apple trees, or something like that. So I fell down there. It was onto grass, thankfully, so I didn't feel anything. And then another guy jumped down, and I thought he was going to fight me again. But so I went to go raise my fist at him. He said, "No, man, I'm coming to help you. I'm coming to help you." I was like, "All oh, right, okay, Grant." And he's like, "I'm a boxer. I'm a boxer." I said, okay, "Let's go get them." And I said, "Well, come on, let's go up and get me mates." So I had to like crawl out. I had to go through this person's driveway. I was surprised they didn't come out and start beating me up again. So I went up onto the street. Nobody to be seen. I didn't see anybody. <clears throat> so I was like, where the hell is everybody? And then I looked at the very end of the alleyway. Alleyway is about 300 meters long. Yeah. Very, very end. I seen Stephen legging it as fast as he could. And then the 12 lads behind Stephen. So... I, we were like shit and then I couldn't see Robbie anywhere because I was thinking maybe Robbie went running after them and yeah. he was maybe in the gang behind so I started talking to this boxer guy I said where, where did you see where they went and he said no they went that way so I went walking down towards where they went I was going oh shit man they're going to get like Stephen's going to get killed what's going to happen and then I was like wondering where the hell Robbie is I was like maybe Robbie got stabbed or something like that <laughs> so I went walking down <clears throat> went down to the end of the alleyway went to a bridge and there was this guy on the bridge, right? 
because uh, I was running out going, where's all the lads? I, I, yeah. I was bullying, like, I was yeah. bullying in the sense that, what just happened and where is my mates? So I was like, running down and there was this guy who can only describe and the best description I could give. Do you remember Johnny 25 from Con Air? Did you ever see Con Air? Yeah, which one was Johnny 25. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I can't remember his name, but basically he was in loads of movies. He's the Mexican lad, Mexican-looking yeah. chap with the beard. He's a man of uh, Machete, the Machete guy. The Machete guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was in um, Breaking the, the, Bad as well. He was the guy that had his head in the tortoise, I think. <clears throat> the head in the tortoise, remember him? Yeah. Spitting image of that guy, wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt and shorts and slippers, right? This was half four in the morning. <laughs> And I, and I and so he was like going, hey, man, you looking for your friend, man? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gonna, man, I never seen no shit like that before my life, man. The 12 guys were beating the shit out of your friend, man. And it's like, yeah, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Man, I'm from Brooklyn. I never seen no shit like that in my life, man. And he was like, I was like, yeah, but where did they go? Come on, man, go this way. He went this way. He just went this way. So I started following this guy. Yeah. So me and Johnny 25 were heading down the, stri- down the bridge. It was like a... A slip road, you know, like the this bridge that you see going over to a carriageway in Blanchardstown. You're not going to slip yeah. that kind of bridge. We're on that bridge. So we were walking down that bridge, down the slipway, and we looked across down the motorway and we seen an ambulance and police, a paddy wagon on the motorway. So yeah. the man was like, that's probably them, man. That's probably them. Let's go, man. Let's go. Come on, I'll walk you down. And I was like, yeah, okay. So he was literally my only friend in life at th- that time. Because he was my my biggest talk because everybody else was speaking Portuguese or couldn't speak English. Yeah. That's so I followed him there. So me and him walked down the slipway onto the dual carriageway, walking on the hard shoulder of the dual carriageway towards the police sirens. So I was walking down there thinking the worst is going, okay, what's what's going on here? But they obviously got caught. So hopefully Stephen's fine. So I went walking down and then out of the darkness with a rock in his hand, a giant rock was Robbie running towards me going, is that one of them, Johnny? Is that one of them? I'm like, no, Robbie, he's with me. And your man, Johnny, 25. Like, oh, fuck, man. I'm from Brooklyn, man. I wouldn't do nothing, man. And I was like, geez. And I was saying to Robbie, Robbie, look, no, this man's, he's helping me. He's helping me, Robbie. Because Robbie was like, Ready like a go. raging bull. No, he was drunk and raging and there was no talking to him into anything else. He just was, so I was like, no, no, this guy, anyway, I had to take like 10 seconds to talk Robbie into saying this guy was helping me, right? So then, I was like going to Robbie, where's Stephen? And Robbie's like, I don't know, I don't know. So then we went up to the policeman and we were like, where is our friend, the policeman? He didn't speak English. Oh, and he started so. he started saying hospital, like a hospital in Portuguese. We could understand like hospitale or something like that, whatever it is. Yeah. So we were like, holy shit, he's in the hospital. And the policeman was like giving, like, um, giving directions into his, into his chest, like as if like he was stabbed. And we were like going, holy shit, he stabbed. What shit? Stephen's going to like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So um, we said Johnny 25 there was, could speak um, Portuguese. So we were, he's, he could speak a little bit of Portuguese. So he's talking to the policeman. And he's translating. Like, hospital he gone to? So me and Robbie were like, oh God, what's going to happen? Johnny 25 comes back from the policeman and says, hey man, man, he got beat up real bad, man. He's in the hospital, man. And we were like, yeah, what hospital? What hospital? Oh, he's in this hospital. He said the name of the hospital. And we were like, shit, okay, get a taxi. He's like, man, man, we, I'll drive you there, man. I'll drive you there. Like, come on, go into my car. And we were like, right, he's our only option. So we may as well go with him. So he's like, yeah, come on, man. We go back. My car's in my house. And we're like, where's your house? Where's your house? We need to go now. Like, and he pointed at this big, tall apartment building. Like, interested, be next to Joe Carter, like the Quinn building. Let's say Blanchetown is a reference. Well, let's yeah. say the the Quinn or the Liberty insurance building was his apartment and he set up at the very top of it. We're like, okay, Grant, let's go get a car because his car was in the underground park, car park, he said. So we went over to us, we walked up the street to him, we were talking to him, he's like telling me, telling us again that he's from Brooklyn and he never seen shit like that in his life. But um, went into the apartment complex, we were like, okay, your car is downstairs, yeah, let's go, come on. He's like, oh man, my keys are upstairs, man, come on, come on up, go, go, to, my, my, go to my house, man. We are like, oh, shit, okay, grand. We, we, me and Robbie were like, oh, we don't want to go into it. We don't know this guy. We don't want to go into his house. But we had no choice because we were kind of thinking, let's take a chance because Stephen's in hospital. We've got to go. Get him. Yeah. And you, so we yeah, just said, right, let's do it. He's our only hope to get to him. So we were like, okay, let's go. So we went up into the elevator, into into the apartment, then into into um, 
up to his door, opened the door, went in. And it was one of these apartments that, like, he obviously owned it or something like that. I don't know what the story was. But it was a bed and... Um, John? <laughs> oh, no. John has frozen. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm not sure what's going to... Just go and give him a little bit of a text there. Tell him that he's frozen. Um, I think it's still things are still recording. Um, yeah. So that uh, was story was going all right there. That was, that was uh, oh he's back. But um, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I missed the last uh, fifteen to twenty seconds there. And um, so what? Where did I wonder? Did it record? Uh, yeah, I think it's still it's still recording. It's just that it didn't hear you. It just heard what I was saying. So the last thing that you said was that you were going into his apartment and you were trusting him for some reason. So we were going into the apartment, right? And went up the elevator, went into his house, and his house was like, um, kind of like a, an apartment that had a bed and a kitchen and a balcony. That's all I had. Yeah. So we were looking around, going, "Shit, okay, Grant, let's just get the keys, man. Just get the keys, and we go get Stephen." It's like, man, come on, man, we gotta chill out, man. It was crazy time. <laughs> And uh, we were like, shit, uh, yeah. And he's like, and he opened up this box, took out a joint, and started going, come on, man, we go smoke a joint in the balcony, man, come on. And this, we were like, uh, this, no. This, this rescue has uh, has calmed down a lot or taken a detour. <laughs> on, his, on his end, we were just going, we need to get to the hospital. Stephen, because in our mind, Stephen was stabbed yeah. and he'd gone to a hospital. Uh, um, Zoom quit, unexpectedly. And so and then... We, that's all, all we cared about at the moment was Stephen was stabbed. We got to go to a hospital. So we were telling around, okay, we got to go. And he said, okay, man, just let me smoke a little bit of this. So we went out into the balcony. We sat at the end of the bed because literally his bed was the sofa as well. It was literally that small of an apartment. And we st- in front of the bed was this dresser drawer. And there's loads of photographs on top of the dresser drawer, like frames. Yeah. And it was all prisoners. It was like lines of guys in prison, like as if they were up against a cage. Oh, and like a load, of, a load of these gangsters lined up, kind of taking a family photo. And we were looking at it going, holy shit, man, this fucking, that's a criminal. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to get raped or we're going to get killed or sold or our organs are going to be harvested. We were looking at Robbie going, should we just leg it and try to find another way? So we were like, shit. And then before we even could even consider getting up and legging it, your man came back out because we were looking at the photo apps. He was like, "Yeah, man, you're looking at my friends, man." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm from Brooklyn, man. I had to get out of there. I had to get out of Brooklyn, man." And we were like, "Yeah, this is crazy." And he's like, "Yeah," and he started pointing out these guys. He's like, "Yeah, man, that's Johnny. He's dead now. Yeah, there's Mickey. He's still in. He's still in the joint doing time. He, he got out. Got out the same time as me, but he's doing joint doing time again, man. Oh, there's John. He said, "There's John Gotti, man. I used to be John Gotti's." Uh, courier man, I used to do things for John Gotti, all, all this kind of shit. And he showed us pictures of him in jail. He's in like in a crazy, like a, the striped jail uniform. Well we were like, well and it wasn't making us feel any safer. No, was literally so thinking, so. let's go get your fucking car and we'll go get it. So we were like, because we were, we went full from, we got to get Stephen out of the hospital or we got to see if Stephen's okay too. How are we going to leave this apartment alive? Because this guy is literally going to kill us and do something with us. But anyway, your man said, okay, grabbed his keys. Okay, man, let's go. Let's go. So he went to the fridge, got two sandwiches and said, here, man, here's some sandwiches. So we were like, okay, thanks. And then we went down into the elevator, down into the car park. Um, lift opened up in the car park. We were like, oh, thank God. Went over to his 94 Volkswagen Passat estate. Remember it well. Yeah. It was very old and uh, dark green. And so he said, get in, man, get in. And there's a taxi sign in front of it. So obviously he's a part-time taxi driver or something like that. So we got into his car. And he, this man was drunk and on drugs. But we didn't bother us. We just said, look, just get us to the hospital. So we were about 25 minutes driving up a motorway at like 110 mile an hour. While he was telling us about history of his life in, Brook- in Brooklyn and New York. Can't remember a fligate word of it because we were just looking at our phones. We were texting. We were like, yeah, oh, shit, what's... What are we going to explain to Stephen's mom and dad? What are we going to do? What, what are we going to explain to our mom and dad? Like, holy shit. So 
we went, we ended up in the hospital. We went into the hospital. Your man, Johnny 25, came in with us. Um, Hawaiian shirt, shorts, sandals, like tanned, hairy chest. Walked in, went, we went up to one of the doctors. Hey, we're looking for our friend, Stephen. And the doctor was like, oh, Portuguese. Johnny 25 comes in, speaks some Portuguese to the doctor. Um, doctor, And we were just still insane going, where is Stephen? We need our friend. Where is he? So um, doctors just said, sit down for a minute. Johnny 25 disappeared. Then all of a sudden, then Stephen appears out. And uh, he with bruised face, holding one arm, um, holding one arm up, obviously in pain. And he was had loads of scratches all over his body and everything. But holy, we were like, shit, man, thank, did you get stabbed? He's like, no, man, just no. beating up really bad, beating up really bad. The lads had basically, what, st- what happened was, the lads were beating up me and Robbie, right? Yeah. But what happened was, Stephen legged it. And obviously the lads went, well, these lads are no good. Look, he's running. Let's get him. He, he's so the important the lads, one. All of them. Yeah, he was the fun one. <laughs> so every, all the lads just left. They threw me over the thing, left Robbie, and started legging after Stephen. Stephen said that it was the most horrific experience because he was legging at the top of his lungs. He was speeding. And he said there was lads running up beside him that could run faster than him, laughing at him. <laughs> saying, you slow, you slow. And he was like, you lads are going to beat me. So he eventually, they eventually tripped him up. He banged his head off the ground and they started beating the crap out of him. And then the police came, broke it up. And one of, and then the policeman took your man, to the, took Stephen to the hospital. Because there's about a 25-minute gap between me getting up out of that garden and then yeah. looking for Stephen and me and Robbie looking for Stephen. So like there was a good gap in between everyone. Um, but then Johnny 25 then comes back with like bottles of water and sweets and sandwiches. Hey man, I'm from Brooklyn, man. This is what we do in Brooklyn, man. And Stephen was like, "Who's fucking? Who's this guy?" <laughs> we were like, "Man, we have a lot of explaining to do." But anyway, that was and that was. This was only day one. Like we had six days left of the holiday. And um, how long was he in the hospital for? Just, it just I'd say about an hour and a half, maybe. I'd say in total, and they just the- went brought him in for checking. Did the police ask him questions or anything? No, or yeah, we had to go to the hospital. We had to go to the police station and re- report an assault and all this kind of stuff. Okay. So the police were like saying, "Oh yeah, so we, we Stephen did the reporting. We just sat in the police station while while Stephen was in there with them." Um, and then, and then anyway, Stephen came back out. We went back to the hotel, went to sleep, but. For the rest of the holiday, like Stephen was just in bits. Like there's a photograph of him on Facebook. It's just of him. Just I think we we're sitting on a on a beach drinking. Me, Robbie, Tony, Kieran, all just hung over, and Stephen literally sitting there like one of these guys with the bandages all over his arms, just sitting there as if he's destroyed. But um, that was one of the craziest nights we've ever had for the lads. Absolutely insane. And to think that was day one in Portugal as well. That was day one. Oh, look, there's other things that happened that week, but that can't be spoken of. And um, have you been back to Portugal since? There's not like a picture in the airport or anything, no? No, no. actually, we um, got a letter because we had basically reported these lads and the police said they knew who they were. And then some, one or two of the police said that two guys in that group were undercover policemen because they were trying to catch this gang for a long time. All oh, right, Apparently, so it was serious shit. Like... Yeah, they're a well-known gang. Like, the police were undercover in this gang to try and catch them doing things. So obviously, this is a serious gang. Yeah. So, Jesus. and so then Stephen got a letter saying, look, don't prosecute anything. We're trying to get this gang for other things. So Stephen was like, oh, well, whatever, whatever needs to be done. So we just said, Grant, look, let's just enjoy the holiday. We got beaten up. Forget about it. And then I think... A few months later on, we got this letter in the post from a Portuguese Portuguese language and everything like that. Yeah. And I was working in the station as a hotel as a barman at the time, and the manager there was Portuguese. He's actually from New Jersey, but spoke Portuguese. So I brought the letter to him, and he was like, oh, "These guys are saying that you beat them up." <laughs> we're like, "What? Yeah, they're they're suing you." And I, we were like, "What? They're suing us? Yeah, yeah. You have to go to Portugal in court in the fifteenth of February." Like no, you're serious. Like, yeah, yeah, you're ser- very serious. You go to, you have to go to court. So that was the last we heard of it. We didn't go to court, but and last we heard of it. So God only knows. 
Stephen, if he goes into Portugal, maybe he'll be arrested. I don't know. No, their uh, letter came after the 15th of February or whatever, no? No, I don't, I'll have to ask Stephen because it went to his house, I think, because he was doing the file of the police report. Okay. So, Stephen, if you're listening tonight, let us know uh, if the story carries on from there that you can tell us. Um, uh, I doubt his, with his uh, time difference, we'll uh, be able to get him on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> to give his, time will be over there, yeah. Sitting near Sydney. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how you feel about being maybe. up at uh, tr- 3am in the morning doing a podcast <laughs> maybe a few drinks in them we might even get good buzz out of it you never know oh yeah maybe a Saturday night podcast or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah perfect pre-recorded I'm, um, I'm not sure how whether that story has blown any of my stories out of water now <laughs> I don't but think Johnny, but, well, I do think I, I think of Johnny 25 every now and again you know because I wonder how he is he was like at the end if you think back when we were thinking back afterwards like we were thinking he was such a nice guy even though like his persona and the look of him you think he was like he was probably like we were thinking like what's the story with him he's obviously a gangster back in his day and it's this guy from brooklyn living in an apartment on his own in the middle of portugal like in fairly russia so obviously he was put he was put in that apartment like he had no friends he'd known nothing he was just living on his own you don't think he uh, was trying to just like make a new life for himself or needed, you know, start I'd say over. I think he was. He was in hiding or he was yeah, someone put him someone put him there for safekeeping or something like that. I don't know, but very strange to meet some guy with that kind of experience and and just that the look of him. Oh man, Johnny twenty five, you can't compare him to anybody else. That's who he was. And did you ever get his real name? No, 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 no. Basically, the last time we seen him was we got us the sandwiches, but because we were so distracted and drunk, yeah. I'm not even sure if we said goodbye to him or thanks to him. You know what I mean? That's one of my regrets because he did look after us. Like he, he, he first bumped into me, brought me to where Robbie was, and then he had me and Robbie get to the hospital, gave us food. You know, so it's, we're we're we often think back of him, but might fly in an airplane someday to see if he's still around. But that was what. It's 20 years ago, so you could be probably dead now. It's not 20 years ago, John. It can't be. It is. Well, I'm 30, 37 now, yeah. and it was, we were about 21, 20, no, 20, 19 or 20 we were. Yeah, but 20 years yeah, ago, so, was 17. Okay, so almost 20 then. Let's say 17 years ago. What, what's, what's three years between friends? What's three years? Well, um, these other stories now aren't really going to live up to, to that, but... Um, what one? Don't I'll, worry, Bertie. I've, I've plenty more. I've plenty more. I'll tell. I'll tell the one in Scotland. I've been said. Um, I know. Actually, I think with the mistake at the start with um, you logging in under two people, we're in trouble yeah. for time now because it said that we had three people on the on the Zoom, even though we didn't. Shite. So we've less than a minute left. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. It's tense. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Um, but we might have to. We could just in. do a. We could just do a 45 minute podcast, but let's see. Let's see. Uh, well, it's probably less than that because uh, we talked a few minutes at the start before we started recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quar- well, quarter past, yeah, around 20 past eight we started. Yeah. Um, so if we might just have to log back in again and just start to 40 yeah. minutes over again. But anyway, we'll see what happens when we get cut off because uh, I'll tell you the story about Scotland anyway. Yeah, cool. So um, we went to um, Edinburgh a couple of years ago. Uh, was it 2019? 2018. Anyway, it was the first time I ever rented a car out in, uh, in a different country. Now, it worked out grand and all, but uh, about renting the car in Scotland, we'll uh, just uh, summarise this one. But um, it was, what was it, Kia Seed or something. And uh, we went to Edinburgh first and got the train up to Inverness and then got the car there beside the petrol station or the train station. And uh, your man was really nice anyway, but uh, he was it was a little bit delayed, like by a couple of hours. But like, we've never been in Inverness before, so we were walking around and he was really apologetic and thanked us for not actually getting angry with him. And he gave us an extra extra day, I think. But uh, that that's not the story anyway. Um, on the last day at the B and B, um, we were driving that day because we used the car to drive over to Fort William and up to John O'Groats and things like that, and to um to see the Loch Ness monster in Loch Ness. But uh, I noticed that there was a scratch in the bonnet, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, we're after putting a scratch now on the rental car. And if if it warns you like any damage or whatever, you lose your deposit or whatever you paid, and you're going to be charged. And I read through the terms and conditions then, and said something like about five, six hundred euro for damage. I, oh no, it's like what? Oh, no. What's this going to be? So we were in the B and B anyway, and it was like I can't remember what it was like an ASDA or whatever, but it was like 
the big Tesco in Minute, you know, it was like a, a Tesco extra, but I think it was like an Alster or something. And so I said, sure, we'll go over there and we'll see how's it got a car section and it might have like polish or um, something and we might get it. So I got a bit of that uh, T-cut um, scratch removal stuff. And with the light off my phone out the front of the B&B on the Wednesday night before handing the car back to the Thursday, there's me trying to polish and buff the scratch out of the bonnet. Oh, no. And uh, done, done a grand job now. I couldn't tell that it was there or whatever, but uh, we brought her back anyway. And your man goes, oh, yeah, that's grand. We just have to go down and check the car to make sure it's all right or whatever. And your man comes back up with the clipboard and he says, there was uh, a scratch in the bonnet. And I said, oh, what was there? He says, yeah, there was a scratch on it when we gave it to you. And uh, there's no scratch on it now, he says. <laughs> no way. So yeah. you've repaired someone else's scratch. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> So uh, um, I didn't charge him for that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think the lesson from that is to make sure you always check the car before you get it to make sure what's actually on it, so you don't spend. I hate rental car companies. Forty forty minutes buffing out. Now, like I said, that's the only time I've ever done it, and and it worked out all right. Uh, I'll just tell you uh, two other quick stories there before we move on to the waffle game. Um, just about confusion in uh, bookings. Um. There, uh, the other year, we, we were going to uh, the Connemara Sands. It's off over the far side of Clifton or whatever. Um, but I uh, I thought I booked the Connemara Coast, which is um, just outside Galway. Uh, I think it's on the Salt Hill Road. So uh, we're driving out the Salt Hill Road after coming from... I don't know where we were coming from. But uh, anyway, we were coming anyway. And I said, uh, Sarah, oh, you better check just to make sure it's, I have the right place, like joking. And she checked the booking, and she goes, oh, yeah, the Connemara Sands. And then we pass this big sign saying, oh, Connemara Coast, on, next on the left. And I was fully sure that's the one I booked, but I booked the Connemara Sands, which was another 90-minute drive away from the Connemara Coast. And yeah. yeah, so just a, just, just a bit of a lesson about booking things to make sure that you've booked the, the hotel that you're actually thinking you're going to. <laughs> well, don't, so basically, don't let you book a hotel. That's a lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll book the yeah, but like in fairness, like Connemara Coast and Connemara Sands, like it's very close together. Now, uh, the following year, we actually did book the Connemara Coast because I done that more out of a bit of a laugh because we didn't get to go there the first time. Both are are, are great hotels, really nice time of booking them, but yeah, just uh, always double check because uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the first time it happened. I have a bit of a history of that. Uh, we, we we booked um. Uh, a cab, a cabin like a, a glamping thing down in uh, Port Tumna. It's called Pod Tumna, which I think is is funny. But uh, we arrived there on a Sunday evening, and the girl there's nobody there or whatever, and um, there was a number to ring. I think they live close by or whatever the ones that run it, and I rang her, and I said, "Oh, we've a booking or whatever." So, all oh, right, okay, well, sure, I'll be down in a few minutes. And she comes down and opens up the office and goes to the computer, types away, and she goes, "And oh, what's the name?" And I gave the name. She says. No, no, there's no booking here for night. I said, Are you sure? I thought I did. And she goes, No, no, no booking. And um she uh she goes and checks then the following night, the Monday night. And uh I realised that I had booked the Monday night and arrived there twenty four hours too early. <laughs> now we were very lucky that there was actually a spare pod on the Sunday night as well and she was grand about it and she um she um I think Keen, she knew Keen um because he's from uh, uh, Portumna as well, uh, married to the cousin there. But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I had mentioned his name in the hope that she wouldn't, she saw us out. And in fairness, she did like, and she gave us uh, the one, the, the day extra. But we were quite lucky that uh, they just had that extra bit of space, to be fair. Hmm. Um, oh, that's right. you, so you got away with murder there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically twice, to be fair. Like, the, the, the boat worked out all right. <laughs> and uh, just the last the, the last one there before we move on is um, a story from New York. Um, when we stayed in the, the Belvedere, and um, we um, the first day we were there, we came down and we went looking for breakfast or whatever, and we went to IHOP or whatever the first day. But uh, I had seen a sign that said that they had, like, um, you could like a, I don't know, it was a coffee shop or whatever, or a little restaurant in the hotel, and you could pay $20 for the breakfast if you're a resident or whatever. And I said, Sarah, sure, we may as well do that. It'd be better off doing that than um, having to go every morning, head out, 
um, to try and find somewhere because I thought, look, it's going to save us time. So on the next morning, on Tuesday morning, we went in and there was one there at the desk. And she said, oh, what room number are you or whatever? And I said, oh, I can't remember the number. And she crossed it off. So, oh, yeah, just help yourself. It's all you can eat for uh, $20 or whatever once you're residents. That's all grand. So I had pancakes yeah. or whatever. And then I said, oh, we must pay on the way out. And then as we were walking out, so oh, have a nice day or whatever. We'll see you later or whatever. And it's like, oh, grand, maybe it put, goes onto the room or whatever. We pay at the end of the week. Because I said, look, it's, your, it's going to be four mornings, four uh, twenties, 80 quid each for all your breakfast or whatever. It was grand, like, because it'd be there anywhere mm. else. So when we were checking out, anyway, nice man, tall man, black hair, really nice man, reception. And he was saying, oh, yeah, and is there anything else or whatever? And I said about the Wi-Fi. And he goes, oh, no, uh, that sign is really old. Like, we don't really charge for Wi-Fi anymore. And he says, is there anything else? And I just go, no. <laughs> and it's all grand. And so everything was settled up anyway. And, and basically, we got four morons, four morons of uh, free breakfast, um, which was grand. <laughs> that is <laughs> anyway. nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, um, that's just a, I thought it was a funny story. Just, just the way it happened. Like, didn't mean to do it yeah. or anything. It's just, as I said, they they said everything was grand. I said, oh, that's all right, and they never charged. We we'll have to have a chat. We we'll have to have a chat sometime about things that we unexpectedly got for free that's, that felt wrong. You know, oh, yeah. like same kind of story. Like, you know what I mean? That you go up to a hotel, you go up to the, get the bill, and they don't include something in the bill. Like, would you oh, say? Yeah. I'm sorry, this isn't included in the bill. Add that there to it. Or would you say, would you say like, ah, they forgot about that. Say nothing. Yeah, that's exactly you know, what so. I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. But that's there right. are people, obviously, that would say, oh, no, you didn't include this. Don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, and, and that's happened a few times, actually. So I actually have a few instances of that as well. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to we'll talk about that sometime. Grant, well, we put that on the list of uh, topics over the next couple yeah, of right. episodes or whatever. Um, but we'll ask people... Um, other people, I suppose, you know, the usual, just if they've got out and for free, they kind of have the same kind of scenario. Just give us a message and we'll give them a mention. Yeah, we can put that up on Instagram during the week. Yeah. And see what we get back. Um, now comes the time for the waffle game. Oh, yes. So I'll uh, get my uh, timer out now. I have your uh, five key words here on your topic for today. Um, let me see now. We're going to clock. And uh, timer. We'll count down to 30 seconds. Okay. John. J Dog, yes. are you are you ready for the waffle game? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So I like uh, always. I'm going to name the topic, start the clock, and away you go. Five keywords. So your topic right. today is Volkswagens. Let's go. Okay, Volkswagens. So I've named five things. Uh, golf. Yes. Passat. Yes. Um. It's uh, just brands. Uh, Germany. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Volkswagen. Uh, damn it. Um, Germany. German. Oh. Audi. Um, um, what other Volkswagens? Uh, Polo. No. Polo. And, um, Phaeton. Um, uh, time's up. <laughs> what was the fifth one? What was the fifth one? What did I get? Four, was it? Uh, you got three, yeah, I thought. You got Golf, you got German, and you got Passat. And did I say, did there was Polo one of them? No, no, Beetle. Volkswagen Beetle. Beetle. Oh, Beetle, yeah. And okay, what was the other one? I had a curveball in there. I had GTI down. Oh, GTI. Oh, yeah. I, never, yeah. I, I, I would have thought of it, but if yeah. I had more time. If it was a 33-second game, I probably would have <laughs> Well, that's it. You see, the 30 seconds, it puts you under pressure. Yeah. That's the idea of it. Yeah, it does. You it know? does. So, uh, yeah, so you were close there. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Um, Somebody, oh, did anybody win it this week in the last way? No, I don't think so. Someone, uh, no, I, I, I love the utter despair in the morning when uh, they get the topic and they're like, oh my god, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what was what's that show everybody's watching? Uh, is it Successionism or something? Is it on Netflix or something? My sister's watching that. She told me to watch it yesterday, but yeah, no, I haven't watched it yet. No, but that was the topic, I think, uh, this morning or last week, and you won us like. I have no idea. I don't watch it. And she just goes, Netflix. And that was one of them. And that's all she got. But uh, that, uh-huh. is, that is the nature of the beast of the waffle game. You never know what's going to come. Yeah. yeah and, and like you don't even have time to Google. Oh, no. Like, Google oh. gets you one answer. But the time Google shows up, that's it. 13 seconds gone. Yeah, you know? Like, I mean, and, uh, you know, the chances of Google throwing up the exact five things 
you know, yeah. you'd it's have a good to go, game. It's good. It's a good game. Yeah. Because if you Google it, even if you're sitting at the computer, you'd have to go into an article and wait for an article to load, and then you you have to scan down, and like it's whoever's yeah. picking it picks those five words, but like someone yeah. else could pick a completely different five words, and so you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, true. Uh, that's always a nice way to to, to round off uh, our episode. So uh, yeah, yes. That's a, now <laughs> your Portugal story took a vast chunk of that. Now I had other stories, but I I, I got through some of mine. <laughs> but I think yours. Well, uh, I have a few other holiday stories now, so I could maybe do part two holiday stories if people did like the holiday stories. Yeah, so another crazy one from Cuba. Yeah, because I've got oh. a few from uh, uh, younger when I was uh, with mom and dad, and then I've got a couple more of uh, the older ones. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, part two sometimes. Yeah, I got a good one about Paris and another one actually about Scotland, and um, one yeah. about everybody getting sick. But that's <laughs> they're they're just teasers. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Perfect. Now, so uh, you have been listening to the Waffle Hour on Waffle Wednesdays, uh, the John yes. Bernard Waffle Hour on Waffle Wednesdays. So we'll uh, we'll we can wrap it up now. Unless you have anything else to say, John? No, all good. Have a lovely week and nice weekend. Yes, and uh, we'll chat to you next Wednesday. And apologies about our mix-up in the middle, but I'm sure, look, I'm going to mash that together. It's going to be seamless. It's going to be edited so they won't even know what we're oh, talking about. Perfect, all polished off. Um, right, so, sure, until next week. That'll, that'll do it for this week, John. Chat later, guys. Bye-bye. Just a quick apology for the sound quality today. For some reason, on my side, there seemed to have been a little bit of um, mic... <laughs> noise or scratching or something i'm not sure what that is so hopefully we'll get that sort next week let's hope it didn't um, distract too much from you enjoying this episode and once again just apologies about that and we shall um, talk to you on next week's episode planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.